Cougs House. All right, so on Tuesday, we figured out some different landing spots for a handful of Cougars, including one running back we've been tracking very, very closely. Yep, that's where he's going. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Angel, here to break down all things Cougs. Uh, welcome back to the YouTube channel. If you are back with us, we appreciate you making your first listen today wherever you find us. Today, we are brought to you by Bird Dogs. More on that later, but our newest buddies at Bird Dogs have some special deals for you to talk about later. Um, again, welcome back to the YouTube channel. We are approaching 1,250 subscribers, doing a giveaway every 250 the next of which is at 1250 You're going to get a hat just like the one I got on right now. So if you're on the video, you can see it. But it's got the little cougar on the front, the locked on the side, the Nike dry fit, all that kind of stuff. Uh, very, very comfortable hat for whatever you're doing. Just make sure you hit subscribe, like, and comment to get entered in that contest. Uh, if you're looking for something to say after talking about a bunch of cougars and where they're landing in their next spots... And that maybe doesn't have you sit in the best of moods. You're looking for something to say. Tell us what kind of apples you like, red or green. All right, so today we're going to talk about where cougars are going. Um, specifically, going to start on the gridiron. Um, one notable exodus from the football team that we talked about a lot. Alden McCaskill made his decision on Tuesday afternoon, evening. Uh, and then we're going to talk about after the NBA draft lottery do we know where a couple of Houston Cougar basketball players might end up or have any more clarity there? Um, so kind of jumping all over uh, the alumni today. But let's start with Alton McCaskill. Now, Alton McCaskill, remember, was a freshman of the year in the American Athletic Conference just uh, about 18 months ago at this point. Uh, ran for 960 yards and 16 touchdowns. Um, also, for what's worth, had 113 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Um, he was the uh, newcomer of the year, freshman of the year in the American Athletic Conference. Um, and he entered the transfer portal kind of at a shock to everyone. Um, at nine o'clock, it was a couple, it was like nine o'clock at night, the tweets went out. And it would have been a, a month or so ago at this point. Yeah, a little bit less, I guess. Um, but remember, like Dana was in the reports very shocked by it, kind of, uh, you know, humbled and like, like, solemn about the whole thing um but immediately there was a local report saying he was entering the portal and then within 10 minutes uh, there was a national report saying he was going to colorado um and he made it official on tuesday uh in the morning he posted that he was flying to uh colorado to boulder and then by tuesday late evening he had a full video film pushed out with him in the full uniform and being on the mountainside looking out at the city and da, 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 and all those kinds of things seemed very much orchestrated by one Coach Prime. Uh, we've talked for a minute here about how Coach Prime is kind of poaching these kids um, and how this like large NIL following that, like I guess Prime technically does not go out and get, but that people associate with him and then he takes to his program wherever he goes. Um, with all of that, you know, it, it's leading to a bunch of guys ending up there for things what appear to be NIL money. I think a lot of people took this kind of as a gut punch with Alton. Um, he was just a week, less than a week before 
entering into the portal, talking about being super, super grateful for the Lincoln Cougs deals with the law firms they'd been working on. Um, he is a, you know, top end running back coming into the Big 12 next season. Looked like he'd have a lot more NIL deals throughout the city of Houston had he stayed. Um, you know, it was a, a changing of the guard at offensive line coach, and things are going to shift because I know Amon Yagavi is also going to be the run game coordinator. Things are going to help him out a lot, a little bit more uh, downhill running, a little bit more emphasis on the run game as well. And instead, uh, Coach Prime has got him through what I'm sure will be a lot of NIL deals that whether or not Prime has any deal with, I guess, um, but they're following him around, gets into Colorado. A lot of excitement in that program. Um, we noted before that they have cut ties with over 50 of their own guys in the last transfer portal window alone. That's a lot. You know, 85 scholarship guys that cut ties with over 50, um, including several players who had just transferred in to play for Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, in January. Guys were there less than a semester before getting out of there. And Alt McCaskill thinks that's the place to go, apparently. Um, for what it's worth, I think it's an interesting move on the football field as well, not just from the larger cultural landscape. Uh, Colorado has brought in uh, Kavosi Sm- uh, Smoke. I was about to say Smith. Kavosi Smoke from Kentucky. Uh, they also have a three-star freshman, Anthony Hankerson, and a four-star freshman named Dylan Edwards. That's a four running back room, and they all ought to play if I'm looking at their roster, frankly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Remember, Colorado was just 1-11 in the Pac-12 last year, and while they've changed over their entire roster um, and coaching staff as well, Dion brought a lot of his dudes, it's an uphill battle for Colorado, and it's interesting to see this happen. Um, I think the interesting thing from a Houston perspective, though, is – this is the manifestation of those worst fears, right? We were worried about Deion Sanders, the NIL money coming into Houston and taking our guy. At the time, there was also this fear because Cameron Johnson and Javante Sylvester, Cameron being like the best interior offensive lineman in the entire transfer portal who left Houston. Um, well, he's the best in the portal, and he also did leave Houston, I should say. Um, there was this fear that, since they were taking their trips to Colorado around the same time, that all three might end up at Colorado now. That's not quite what happened. Cameron ended up actually going to Missouri to follow Brandon Jones. Um, and so it's interesting to look at this as far as like what is Houston doing. There was, again, that real fear that they were all going to Colorado. I still do worry about this idea that guys are following Deion to Colorado as a Houston front um, that's clearly following the charisma of the coach, even if it's not directly tied to it. Right, because the NIL money is the thing following him around. So even if they're just chasing NIL money, then NIL money follows Dion for a different reason. Now, I'm not saying Alt McCaskill will not be successful there. If anything, a guy came off a major knee injury that missed an entire year of college football last season, um, I kind of understand wanting to go share the load and carries. I just wonder if he could have done that here. I mean, Parker Jenkins is going to be a great fresh running back for Houston next season. Uh, got returning off the line like Jack Freeman. And uh, Patrick Paul on the left side, on the right side, you got Tank Jenkins. Like, you got some guys you could run behind, too, as far as the starting lineup goes. And, man, I just think this is uh, an interesting move, to say the least. And I don't mean to say I wish ill on Alton. Frankly, I hope Alton does great at Colorado and plays on Sundays. I'm not the kind of guy that ever roots ill on a kid or whatever. Um, It's just an interesting move. Because it's opened up entirely because of both the transfer portal and its NIL landscape, and it wouldn't have happened three or four years ago. So we're just trying to process how these things work. Um, you know, 
he appears to be very happy with Colorado. And for whatever reason, that was the like crystal ball within minutes of him entering the portal. And so this was probably the plan all along. Now, once he got a lot of backlash, both from his former teammates and from things like Twitter. <laughs> um, remember that episode a couple of yeah, the everyday is nodding because the, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about like the, all the Twitter fingers going back and forth um, for what it's worth. Alton McCaskill like did take other visits, didn't entertain other offers set on this for a couple weeks before ultimately committing to Colorado. Um, so he at least played the game with folks. Now the pessimist me wants to point out that if he didn't play the game, he might be in a little bit more trouble, but you know, that's the way things go. Um, man, anyway, losing a running back to Deion Sanders, AKA coach prime and all things going on in Colorado just makes Houston one of many schools right now, losing somebody to that program. But it also is just a weird vibe. Um, you know, he was only, he was a lifelong guy for Jackson state until he wasn't. I don't know why people assume he'll do the same at Colorado and they haven't even done it on the field yet. Um, interesting, interesting program and move for sure. Now there are some interesting things going on in the NBA with a couple other Cougar alumni. And we want to get to those in a second, including Jarris Walker, and Marcus Sasser, where they could end up in the NBA draft after the draft lottery just happened. But first, let's go about something else interesting. That is Bird Dogs. Now, Bird Dogs are our newest sponsor here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, they are exciting because as I've got some on right now, um, I can tell you right now, I both look and feel better wearing Bird Dogs. Uh, they got stretchy fabric. Um, they make my legs and they make my giant legs. I'm a former. I played some D-line myself. Um they, they can make my legs look comfier. Uh, they have comfy shorts and pants for all shapes and sizes. Uh, they, they're one pair of shorts, one pair of pants. I only have to wear one thing to the golf course, meetings, dates. I wear that. I, I wore mine in a hot tub a couple, like 10 days ago. Um, these are really, really great and comfortable product. Um, frankly, they're great for sitting here leisurely on a Tuesday night recording a podcast in the corner of a room. They're great for standing at the front of a classroom and looking professional while teaching a class. I'll tell you from experience there. Um, they're also great for like, oh crap, I got to stop at the gym on the way home because it's been a couple days. And they still have the same flexibility and sweat wicking fabric to get the job done there. Uh, I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy them. You need to go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. Tell them that we sent you and they will send you a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order that's right go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and get a free bird dogs branded yeti style uh, tumbler with every single order trust me tell me since you're going to enjoy them go get comfortable today all right so i mentioned that we're going to talk some about the nba draft because frankly that's a little bit happier and we're going to talk about that a little bit um the NBA draft lottery was Tuesday night, and I think the interesting thing is Houston's got a couple guys that are in the NBA draft, or projected to be in the NBA draft, uh, and I guess it's, what, about a little over a month at this point? And um, we kind of got more clarity on where they may end up. Now, the draft lottery order went San Antonio number one, Charlotte number two, Portland number three, the Rockets number four, Detroit number five, and... I think that's kind of where we need to start this conversation is it looks like Jairus Walker may end up kind of in that area in and of itself. Now, I have to say what's interesting there is the Houston Rockets are also in that 
area, right? So there's a real, real opportunity here that you're going to see potentially the Houston Rockets debating drafting one Jarrett Walker. And frankly, Jarrett Walker would pair up great with Jabari, and it's been showing up in, I mean, the N- NBA Combine itself. The NBA Draft Combine is happening this week. Jarrett Walker measuring at 6'6 six, six and a half, 249 pounds, the fifth heaviest guy there, with a seven foot, two and a half inch wingspan, the seventh longest wingspan at the combine, a 38 inch max vert, so like a one step vert, which is the 10th best, a 34 and a half inch standing vert, no momentum, which was the fourth best. He ran the three quarter court sprint in 3.2 seconds, which is the 11th fastest in the entire combine, and the lane agility, which is a like box drill type thing around the uh, basketball lane in 10.89 seconds, which is the 14th highest or 14th best time at the combine. So he's one of the fastest, most explosive and heaviest guys at the combine. This is akin to a in much better shape Zion Williams, as far as his, his numbers go at the combine. And we've both seen the way he plays basketball He's got a tremendous amount of skill, hyper-competitive on the defensive end. And frankly, while he's kind of raw in some areas, I know that like that kind of meant that he had to have some growing pains with Kelvin Sampson. He is a great pro prospect, and I think the Houston Rockets would be silly to pass him up at number four. I frankly kind of feel the same way about the Portland Trailblazers. I kind of feel like after looking at this combine at the, at the NBA draft lottery that it feels fairly safe that he's going to end up at one of those four, five, six spots, um, three, four, five, six spots, I should say. Um, so three is the Blazers that would pair him up with Jeremy Grant. They got Damian Lillard playing the point guard. That means on both wings, you'd have big, strong, long guys that can shoot the three ball and move and play defense, kind of cover a lot of different positions there to surround Damian Lillard with um, the Rockets at four, could pair him with Jabari Smith, have hyper-switchable forwards, a little bit of fire and ice. Both guys can shoot the three-ball well. Both guys can swap around on defense. And frankly, for what it's worth, Alperen Shangun as you know, not the best rim defender because of some length limitations in the back behind them, they could put Jarris out there and have two different rim protectors at the two forward spots. Great, great fit for him there. I like him in Detroit at five, and I'd be surprised if he fell past Detroit at five. Um, Detroit at five has obviously Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, more of the guard cut type guys. They don't have that more traditional forward. They just traded and went on and got, uh, I believe it's Wiseman, right, um, from Golden State. So they've got options at the interior. So an exterior forward like that makes a ton of sense for them the magic got a lot of length they may be looking more at point guard but then he won't fall past the indiana pacers um you know put him out there with benedict matherin and put him out there with tyrese halliburton he's going to be in that window for sure i think he should be a houston rocket i think not just for a keeping things close to home i think the rim protection he offers as a forward paired with jabari smith Makes a ton of sense there. Um, there will always be trading and movement. I mean, there's already people talking on Twitter like the Hornets might not want to sit at two because the number two projected player is a point guard and they have a mellow ball who's also a point guard or whatever. So we'll see. Um, but, man, I feel like Jarris just had a really good host of options open up at the three, four, five spot. And, again, I don't think he falls past seven either. Really, really good outcome for him because um, those teams all need 
forwards. And frankly, even if you have him and lumped in there with the Thompson brothers and Brandon Miller, I have him above Brandon Miller. We both saw him shut Brandon Miller down, keep Brandon Miller from hitting a field goal in that Alabama game in December. But we'll talk about more of that between now and the draft, I'm sure. Um, truthfully, there is four teams in that window and they all need a forward, and he's one of those guys. So there's no potential Aaron Roberts, Aaron Rodgers kind of drop here. Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron. Aaron Rodgers kind of drop here, where he's just sitting there waiting in the green room. Those are all spots he could end up very, very easily. Good outcomes for him. Maybe not the best for the Rockets. Maybe not the best for the city of Houston outside of Jarris, uh, but certainly great options for him there. Further, if Houston or some team were to try and swap up into two for Charlotte, get that two pick. Um, it, you know, still alleviates other options in the background. Charlotte could obviously, if they in like Houston just swapped, could theoretically still take him at four. He would fit in well with that, there too. Um, they have less pieces to build around, but they do have a point guard in LaMelo. Um, someone to set up Jarris and like the pick and roll kind of stuff would be really, really great. Um, good Again, I was, as a Houston Cougar fan, very, very happy with the way that broke down for him. It was kind of weird to have both hats on. I was obviously the Rockets guy. I kind of want to see them get in one pick. Um, but it was interesting having both those hats on because as it was shaking, I was like, oh, he's got a bunch of options here. And that's really, really great. Um, so good news on him. And the third segment, I'm talking about where Marcus Sasser is going to go. So let's jump in and talk about where Sasser getting up at the back end of this because the way the draft lottery works is you're looking at, you know, do any of these teams in the top 10 have later picks and how could they play those off of one another? Um, I mentioned Indiana pick seven and at seven, there are a handful of like six, four, six, five guys. I guess they wanted a guard, but truthfully they could get one of those forwards. I just mentioned, right? They could get a Thompson twin. They could get uh Brandon Miller. If he fell that far, they could get Jairus. Um, they could get, yeah, uh, there's a six, seven kid from Arkansas, Anthony Black, right? They get a handful of guys there, which means that at their 27th and 29th pick, which are at the end of the first round, they have via some trades. They're looking for more of a point guard spot, a sixth man spot. And that's kind of the next hole for them to fill because they have Miles Turner, have Tyrese Halliburton, drafted Benedict Matherin a year ago. Um, and I think Indiana at those 27 and 29 spots, because they have the seventh spot at the top end of the draft is a perfect, perfect, perfect fit for Marcus Sasser. Um, For what it's worth, he could be kind of a six man off the bench as a rookie. I think that's his maybe long-term role, although I think he could start for a good team. I think because he he measured in himself, let's get to his measurements at six, one and a quarter inches with a six, seven wingspan. That's a pretty positive wingspan standing for 27 inches. Um, I think, you know, he still obviously had the, the major uh, groin injury just a couple months ago at this point. So he's obviously probably still rehabbing a little bit off that. Um, he ran a three-quarter court, 3.43, which was uh, fairly good for the guards. But again, Jarris went 3-2. That's how crazy Jarris's was. Um, but the impressive conditioning thing for Marcus was his lane agility. He ran 10.68, which was the second fastest in the entire combine. And then the real show for him was also that um, in shooting drills, they have a stationary shooting drill and a movement shooting drill. He hit 80% or 20 out of 25 in both drills. Um, in the stationary, that was good for second. And in the movement drill, that was first. Um, 
that is incredible, tremendous, and might have made him some money, right? Because going in into the weekend, people were kind of wondering, you know, is Marcus Sasser a late first or an early second round pick? And with that kind of shooting, like that kind of shooting display, plus the fact that he shot over 40% the last two seasons from behind the arc, I, I think that solidifies him as a late first round pick at the worst. Um, you might even see him go as early as Memphis at 25, Memphis dealing with John Morant out for suspension for who knows how long need some scoring in the backcourt. Uh, Dylan Brooks ain't it. Tyus Jones ain't it. Uh, they got to find some sort of a guard to score the basketball. Marcus Sasser has shown he can score the basketball would not be a bad flyer for them at the 25th pick. I though th- I think Indiana is going to use that top end pick at seven for one of these forwards, as opposed to if that pick had fallen to like 10, 11, 12, they might've gotten a guard at it. But now they're high enough to get a forward. I think their 27, 29th pick, they will find some way to get a guy like Sasser, a guard that can come in and play right away. And the fit there on the floor, and I, I guess I alluded to this earlier, Halliburton's a 6'5", 6'6", point guard in the middle, right? Uh, Nembard is good on offense, but not Marcus Sasser on offense, right? You have Halliburton distributing with, on one side, Benedict Matherin, a 6'6", offensive juggernaut, sharpshooter himself. And then Marcus Sasser at 6'1 and change on the other side is the other shooter. And then you got guys like Miles Turner on the inside. Um, defensively, though, being able to play with Halliburton means that Sasser can cover the other team's shortest guy because Halliburton's 6'5 and change, right? So, like, suddenly he doesn't have to guard the other team's two guard, but can operate as that shooting guard off ball spot on the offense. Not that he can't lead the offense as a second unit guy, six man. I think his versatility is why I like him in that spot, but getting to do both those things, is really, really good for him. Um, and that's my initial read on where I think he lands. It's a great, great fit at like the 27th pick being a first run guy means he gets a contract. He gets to go. I mean, it might be a two way contract, but he's in the program. He's in the system. Um, Indiana's a team on the rise. I really like what they're doing. Rick Carlisle coaches def- defense the same way and the same intensity, I should say. Different styles, different schemes, but same kind of intensity as Kelvin Sampson, which we know Marcus Smart uh, that uh, Marcus Smart Marcus Sasser does very very well. Really, really think it fits. I also think um, Indiana has shown like in going getting guys like Halliburton or Sabonis, you know, in years past or Turner, they like guys that know how to hoop. Oh, I just moved my, my desk around. You see that they, they like guys that know how to hoop. And for what it's worth, every report from the scrimmages indicate that Marcus Sasser dominated the scrimmages. So I think it feels safe to say that he helped himself over the weekend and Indiana's landing spot actually may have helped him find his as well. Um, if you've got other thoughts on where those guys go in the com after, after the combine in the draft, now that the order is set, or if you have thoughts more on McCaskill is going, make sure you follow me at Painsworth five one two P A I N S W R T H five one two on Twitter, Instagram, and all of your favorite social media handles. I'll be happy to talk with you there about him. You can also comment down below. May get back to you depending on what you have to say. So make sure you comment down below and tell me what you think. Thank you all so much for tuning in and making Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day. Uh, I'm going to recommend Locked On Rockets as your second listen of the day because while I'm upbeat about the way the draft combine, the draft order came out for the Houston Cougars. I think Jackson's feeling a little bit differently about it for the Houston Rockets. Go check that out. Go vent with him. It's it, it's still the city of Houston. It's still us. It's just not quite the same program. So make sure you go check that out as well. Again, Locked On Cougs is a proud member of the Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Go Cougs.